This is the Art of Warcast, a podcast about Legend of the Five Rings, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Opus, Carl Anderton, and Doug Keister. Episode 17, Read Your Fiction, Know Your Deck. Welcome, I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm Carl Anderson. And I'm Doug Keister. What are we up to today, Carl? The Imperial Cycle is coming fast and furious, and it's like drinking from a fire hose. We'll share our thoughts on the cards that have us the most excited, and which ones are leaving us wanting more. Unicorn, we're looking at you. We'll also discuss the myriad fiction that's coming out, both online and in the packs. We'll also share our deck-building approaches in this ever-changing environment. Winter may be coming, but we think Rokugan is hot as hell. All right, yeah, so there hasn't been a lot of news from FFG. We did have uh, Grand Kotai in Philadelphia, and Stephen Didion, uh, as a crab player, won that. Congratulations, Stephen. Stephen. Yeah. Taking down the line. Crab right. for the win! <laughs> yes! <laughs> the Shadowlands are back in their rightful place as the crab have protected Rokugan sufficiently. So right now, as we're sitting here, there is a, I think it's a Kotai going on in Madrid. And really, yes. the only piece of news I have there, which is uh, again, amazing, which is I looked at the round three pairings just because they come up on the Twitter feed. Sure. And there are 214 tables. 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 Not 428 participants. participants. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So. Wow. A Kotai in Spain. That, that sounds like a limerick coming out, but a Kotai <laughs> in Spain has four, you know, 400 plus people in it. That the pain. is amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yes, it's it is. Crazy. It just goes, that's another, and, that, you know, we, we're, we're an English-speaking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right? If some of those uh, Spanish are listening to us, it's because, that you know, they know English. And But there's a whole other world in Spain. It's obvious. Well, it's you know, incredible. One thing I've heard from some of the older folks who played a lot of the CCG yeah. is that there was a large old L5R CCG uh, following in Europe. I was right. going to say, yeah, European listeners, if you are or anyone with knowledge, let us know what it's like there. Because I mean, I'm a, I'm yeah. a tiny bit out of the loop from that area, so and we can only really yeah, you've been well. here 15 years or something like that, <laughs> yeah, right? Getting yeah, on yeah, for yeah. a decade now. <laughs> so, I mean, tell us what's going on in the European area because we've no, we've really no feel for what's happening in the L5 community right, there. Right, right. We talked to Sam last time, mm-hmm. but we didn't really talk about the French meta at all. We talked about his experience at Worlds. Yeah, so. that, okay, yeah, that's something play. we should have yeah. covered. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Next time. Uh, yeah, maybe. Remember that for next time. <laughs> uh, and one thing that I, uh, Carl's mentioned before is that this uh, that uh, the new L5R has sort of a Euro feel to it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Euro, Euro game in style. It's that's less and the of complexity. A, yeah. Right. That's that's less of a thing about what people play there. More of just a game, a board well, game separation. True. But clearly, you know. But you know, they're 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 called Euro games for a reason, right? They were born so, there. Yeah. 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 It's it's and there's a popularity yeah. and there's a following there. And that, yeah. So without getting into this too much, in the same way that there are Ameritrash games, those aren't necessarily very American. But yeah, they're <laughs> the, the separation is very um very, very arbitrary. Shall yeah. We say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. What we wanted to talk about today, and I wanted to share my experience today was the fiction. Not only are the cards coming out at an alarming rate, which, of course, we <laughs> knew about, but now that we're in it, the fourth pack has been released. It's kind of like, okay, I'm just going to kind of stem the tide. I'm going to get the cards. I'm going to catalog them. I'm going to look at them. Briefly, if they go into a deck I'm playing, which is Crab and Crane right now, I might put them in. But uh, like some of the Scorpion stuff, some of the Lion stuff I'm seeing is it's really interesting. And I'm just saying, okay, in, in a few weeks... I will start building other decks and start experimenting. 
I was going to say, amazing if, stuff. If, if any of you have done an actual parachute jump, I've done a few simulated ones myself. The release of the cards right now is exactly like that, which is that situation of, I know what this is going to be like. I know I've stepped off. This is not what I expected. <laughs> not quite. And we haven't quite hit the ground <laughs> yet, right? Yet, we're, no. we're still approaching We're still approaching the uh, earth, the, the landing. Whole, the whole drinking from the fire hose thing that Carl mentioned in the intro <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is very, wow, it's a very wow, fitting sort of thing. Uh, especially for me, because I... I'm behind on my reading in the fiction. It's it has that even more than the cards. I think has been like trying to drink from a firehouse because it's been you know an online fiction and a pack fiction, mm -hmm. and you know the like every week. Yeah, yeah, and, they, yeah. and they seem to be paired up. So this is what I did. I, I I took out my pack fiction. I folded it appropriately so I could fill. Now the folds aren't quite one where you can just kind of take it out, fold it up in so a, the in a resistance. pamphlet form. Yeah. yeah. So I have to do a little I, my OCD ness, my small amount of OCD. <laughs> I have to get that. Fold correctly. Do we, need so, to, do we need to buy you a small iron? So I do that. Cold I, iron for I Christmas? print it off. We'll just buy him a really big copy of like Webster's Dictionary or something, <laughs> so that he can like you know press well, them. That's flat. the thing. Um, exactly. Tobin here is not the role play. He doesn't possess mass amounts of heavy bound books like you and hey, I do. Hey, just hey. to go crunch. I, I ordered my Warmaster collected edition today. One of twenty five hundred. <laughs> By the way, those of you who read Warhammer forty k or played Conquest. Dan Abnett's 14th installment of The War Master, He's and I have in. to say this, yeah. because I ordered it today, it's back in, it's on, it's wonderful, I'm so looking forward to it. But I digress. So I kind of saved up, right? Because admittedly, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm reading these in small chunks, and I get lost. I, by the time the next one comes around, I'm like, what happened last week? I, I, how does this connect? What? And so the connections are very weak in my mind, because I'm taking too much time between stories. But in the last few days, I read... Uh, the pack two, three, and four fiction. No, no, two and three fiction. I'd read the first fiction already. So I read the two, three fiction and all the online fiction. And they seem to be paired, right? So the online fiction gets released and then the pack fiction comes out. You need to, ideally, I think, the way I read it, you really read that online fiction before you read the pack. Then you go and read the online fiction and the pack. Online fiction, pack. Online fiction, pack. And I got to tell you, it's it was okay fiction in small installments. But in larger bunches, it's much more threaded together. You can see how things play out. One, uh, the acts of one thing trigger and begin the story in the next, and it makes a lot of sense. You've got Crane and Crab, Lion. Phoenix makes a very small on-screen appearance in one of these fiction, but mostly it's been Crane, Crab. There was some Lion in there as well, and then it's finished with Unicorn. Uh, I'm waiting for. I'd like to read more about the Phoenix and the Dragon. But mm -hmm. that's my suggestion, is read, you know, kind of save up two or three packs worth and then read them all at once. That worked for me. Well, and hopefully somebody out there is, like, taking the time to create a uh, recommended reading order list. If yeah. not, we, yeah. that's something maybe someone yeah. should do. Interesting. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, because yeah. uh, it's, it's, this kind of gets into the discussion of kind of learning styles, I think, because I definitely found it best to find them, uh, to hit them as they came out, because I'd be pondering and thinking over the most recent one I'd seen when a new one would hit. Right. And because of the, like I said, because of the way there's a whole section of interweaving stories here, but they're all very linked into the same place, that doing that worked best for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, this is just, this is me coming not knowing anything. And one of the problems I've found is, that some of the names, I'm not familiar with Rokugani naming conventions, so mm -hmm. sometimes I get the genders mixed up. I don't know who's a he, who's a she, and then it, there's some of that, and, and I have to reread a couple paragraphs. I'm like, okay, there's a man and a woman in this scene. I don't know which one is which. Yep. Uh, okay, <laughs> I, I know, all right, right. Now, one of the cool things is that a lot of the characters that are in the cards that are being released are on the page, which is really cool, mm -hmm. right? Don't 
they're featuring them. The Crane character, the five coster, I forget his name right now. He got featured. The Wiley Trader, the crab five coster, mm-hmm. he was featured. But Chuki Yunako, Bayushi Yunako. Yunako, yeah. The five cost. Yeah, oh yeah. Scorpion mm-hmm. character. She yeah, yeah. was featured in the, the first fiction, I think. One of the earlier ones. Yeah, yeah one of the earlier ones. First, first so Scorpion, it's yeah. very cool. So we suggest. You know, reading those, I suggest reading those in bunches. Carl suggests reading them once at one at a time. We'll yeah. see. I found, I, I mean, like, I haven't done a big delve in it because I've mostly, mostly kept up that one at a time as they come out. So right. I've, I've, right. I've <clears throat> I picked it up episodically. Normally, so, yeah. I tr- that's what I try to do too. It's just mm. sometimes life intervenes. Well, yeah, true exactly. True exactly. Enough. Yeah. And I read for, read as part of my profession. You, all of I us read do, as right? part of my profession. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. of us do. So sometimes going home and reading. Is not necessarily the first thing on your mind. <laughs> well, lately, uh, th- this week it's been going home and reading technical documentation. Oh, so yeah, little there you go. Yeah, yeah it's different. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, as, as I might have mentioned to you guys before we start recording, man has been um, staring at a screen and going, "Okay, this output is entirely wrong. I'm sure, <laughs> we can figure out why. I'm sure, Welcome we can." Welcome to my world. Well, you, but normally you're not the one to put it together, right? Right. right. <laughs> no, I just get to go to the person and say, um, "This output." You kind of screwed it up. <laughs> and watch them go, well, it works in my environment. It works on my machine. Things like that. Yeah. Non, non-replic- non-replicatable error. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Not able to reproduce. Moving on. Yep. So Life in SQA. It's fun stuff. <laughs> now, one of the things, we do want to mention something. Because we were, course, at Playtesters, there, there, we want to discuss a little bit about some of the playtest leaks that we've seen. Yeah, this is something sort of near and dear to my heart specifically. Yeah. Uh, I I work in I work in the high tech in a high tech profession, and NDAs are a part of my life, and I I've seen what happens when NDAs are not abided by. I do my best to always abide by an NDA when I'm under one. Yeah, and I think and and the if the people who are allowing these leaks to happen, you know, shame on you. Yeah, that really bothers yeah. me. It's it's an interesting one because I don't think the problem I don't think the situation here is simply the fact there are leaks. This has been an unprecedentedly large amount for an early game. Is, yes, is the, is and and kind part. of consistent, right? Yeah, exactly. Kind of so. consistent. Yeah. And the thing that, that I think the thing that bothers me is that, and this is relates to the fiction because when I started thinking about the fiction, those cards are in design, right? Mm-hmm. You're, we're seeing playtest versions of them. Um, they're not necessarily going to be the final. They're not version, necessarily precisely. the final versions, but they are spoilers to some extent on the fiction. I mean. There's a great deal. I mean, I, I was trying to think of how th- it might really ruin the experience for us. And mm-hmm. there's there was a lot of debate, and there it has it's died down a little bit because people have been concentrating on the game that's in front of them. The, but the Scorpion Clan clue, Clan coup was debated for a while. What if what if the cards that are released give away whether or not the Clan coup happens? Mm-hmm. Right, that or would it six months ahead yeah, of time, and we haven't read the fiction to go up to that. That mm-hmm. would oh, that, that would suck. That yep. sucks. Also, uh, what happens if cards get spoiled that relate to one of the future storyline choices? Yeah, yeah in, in a exactly. similar vein, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's going to yeah. ruin like a kotai or a grand kotai, you know, for someone. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I think I would summarize part of it as well without getting too deeply in. But if you've never considered about why there are requirements from people who are getting privy information to not give out information. Have a think about the things that can be made go wrong by that, about the issues that can come up that aren't intended. We're, we're not following rules for the sake of following rules. We're following rules because we understand they're a good idea to follow. And yeah, that's, so that's kind of exactly, my on it. exactly. And I l- liked being a corset play tester. Mm-hmm. We you all know, did. It was it, it was, was fun. It was an amazing experience. I got to see how the sausage is made, and 
I have to say that the sausage is made in a pretty robust process. It's pretty fun to watch. Well, the, the yep. interesting the thing, the reason why a lot of people use that term, you know, seeing how the sausage is made, is because sometimes it's really bad to yeah, see yeah, behind the scenes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You don't you don't want to see what happens behind the scenes. It, it could you know ruin things for you. So mm-hmm. that's these unofficial spoilers. They're just bad because of that reason period you, you the, the you know you're seeing the unmade sausage a little bit and yeah. it's bad it's it's uncooked <laughs> yeah you know yeah. and so so we wanted to do a shout out to those groups that are kind of moderating that and not allowing that to get into the greater hands we Excellent understand work. that we yeah. understand that people want to see those there are people that want to see those and bully to you that's fine but we uh, fully but support keeping it under control yeah that's that's those folks who are who are who are doing who are you know throwing down the band hammer on places like Reddit and Discord and stuff like that, on the unofficial leaks. Good on you. Yeah, we support yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like like you say, seeing the sausage made is not always that amazing. Watching them pulp the cards together and start to squeeze out into the packs, it's not as cool as. It <laughs> so let's turn our attention to the cards that we have in our hands. Mm-hmm. So far, we we talked last time a little bit, or maybe two episodes ago about the first packs contents and what we loved and didn't love. So what are some of the cards that you guys are excited about in these last few packs? The neutral provinces have been, all been really cool, I think. And, and maybe and maybe not all of them are immediately useful, but there's some out there that have potential. Yeah. I like public forum. Uh, Feast or Famine is a good, good one too. You like Feast yeah, Famine? Yeah. Okay. Feast, Feast has been Feast has seen a, a remarkable amount. I'm of just time. playing. I'm just playing with a lot. Like if it fits in my deck, if it can go. Like there's the Seeker roll only cards and the Keeper roll. So if it's Keeper or Seeker, if my Earth roll matches it, whatever, I'm playing with it just to try it out, see what's going on. Like mm-hmm. I'm playing with Blood of Onotango. Yeah. Onotango. Yeah, Tango. The Tango. the three cost. I think it's a Seeker roll only, and it's. During a conflict at this province, neither player may pay fate out of their fate pool. Yeah, no, that's a messy one. Yeah, that and and you're like, ooh, that's good on that's good against dragon and probably scorpion. Um, it's you know, a it's it's reason to cool. end up in scorpion decks outside of the usual. That's a, a funky one to play with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so do like I, cool. d- I do like it that there's that they're you know specifying on some of the provinces may not be a stronghold. Yes, yes. Before <laughs> the throne oh, is yeah. one of those. Public forum is one of those. Yeah. Public forum is seeing a lot of play. I've been playing on Jikoku, and I know. Last two uh, two or three episodes ago, I was like, oh, I can't do it. But I've my Settled love for in. this game. I need to get a little bit of games in, so I've been slowly acclimating myself to the environment, and it's gotten better. I still make plenty of mistakes that I don't think I would make in real life, but um, and you can't take them back sometimes, and that's that's where the game kind of goes tricky. sideways. Yeah, I need to I need to I need to um, buckle down and give that a proper go again. Right through the, yeah. through the season. But public forum is awesome. That's the three cost one that. If it if it breaks and it doesn't have an honor token on it, you put an honor token on it, and then the person has to come back and break it again. That's a very balanced card. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised yep. at how balanced it is. At three strength, it doesn't need a lot. Doesn't require a lot to break, but it does require that the person comes back a second time. It's it's so you could you could think of it as a six strength province. Sort of because you have to break it twice. You know, three three over it twice. You can sort of, you know, think of it as a six strength province, but 
the fact that it takes two yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah, the thing. Conflicts. It's I don't think I'm not, not so sure it's comparable to a higher strength one because yeah, you can throw as many bodies you like in one go. It's breaking once, and yeah. then you have to come back and do it again. With a lot of the um, the character from hand style play decks we've seen that I've been playing more mm-hmm. of, um, that's a real big deal. Drop bears is what that yeah. that, that nomenclature is taking it on. Let me throw this out there. I hate that name. For it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I refuse to refuse to use that term for it, but I accept that it's out there. <laughs> yeah, C C C F H is card from hand decks. Personally, <laughs> all right, all right. But they but yeah, the drop style decks. Yeah, that's. That's monstrous because you're you're firing a lot of your firepower and abilities towards getting a sneaky break, and then it's public forum. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh great, yeah, I have to I, break with my this limited twice. Of dudes, come back and do it again. Yeah. Oh no. And public forum, or not public forum, but policy debate, is yes. a wonder. I'm seeing a lot of that online. Yeah. Spies Very in, interesting. Spies, spies, in court, spies in court policy debates. Yeah. Wonderful well, poli- and policy debate for those of you who don't know will remind uh, you that. Policy debate is an action during a conflict. Cha- you challenge another character. One character you control challenges another character you identify to a political duel. And the winner of the duel gets to look at the hand of the loser and discard a card. Mm-hmm. And yep. that is a very powerful thing. I've been using a meek informant of Feral bit, the one, mm-hmm. the one cost um, mm-hmm. reveal your opponent's hand. That... that do you that find that combined with policy debate? I think that's a little too much. It's one of those weird, weird ones. Yeah, it's like I was. U- I've tried both ones, and and obviously Meek is great. Pay one, look at the hand. Right. It's solid, almost nothing an opponent can do. It's nice then to go policy debate and know what you're going for. But then again, Meek and Foreman Earthring, I'm finding, is just a better swing. You you know you notice something in hand, you're going to go and target. You might as well go and target it. Don't worry okay. about doing the duel. Yeah. Um, but if we're talking drop characters, we have to uh, address the. Um, the uh, ill 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 um, ill metaphor elephant in the room of um, Bayushi Kachiko. Yeah. Holy oh, crap! Man. There's a character. Woo. Yeah, she's mm, awesome. She yeah. takes a she's a scorpion <laughs> character. I think she's a two five. Three six. Three six. Oh my god. Five three six. Three she's six. still nine combined. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. She's a conflict character. She will not see play anywhere else because she has no, no influence. influence. So yep. she stays in scorpion decks. And she, as an action, you can choose a character while in a political debate. Yes, while in I'm a pretty sure, yes, yes. While in a yes, political, political conflict, yeah. she can choose a character with lower political skill and move that character home and bow it. Just well, move, move it home, and you may bow it. Oh, and, and you the may fun bow trick. it. So it's the same trick as um, oh, as Hurei. Wow. She can move friendlies around. I've done exactly that. I've wow. used I've used her as a as a pull out pull out a covert character when things have gone wrong to yeah. send the covert elsewhere. Okay. Which is what she's amazing at, okay. and her and Yogo Hiroe, who can pull people in, is just monstrous. Mm-hmm. You can come in. Now that's a lot of fate. Yeah, but it, it just screws up. I mean, first of all, don't think about large Voltrons when there's when there's a sco- scorpion with, with yeah. that combo around yeah, 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 because yeah. you can come don't in, you that. can go home and bow, and and you'll be dishonored because you lose because of Hiroe. So just, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, she's an amazing character, and she'll only thankfully see play in Scorpion decks. Yeah, she's replaced my over five cost for the moment for a completely different deck build. She is, she is the five coster now. Yeah. I think yeah. the the MVP card for me though right now, and uh, four packs in, is still raise the alarm. It's a heck of oh, a thing. it's good. It's yeah. good. It's if good. if they change the ruling on on pit trap. It'll pit trap will also be another really you know yeah. MVP yeah. sort of they, card, and they'll fix that. They'll fix that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one that I like, I, I use raise the alarm in my crab deck, but I also have stoic magistrate. Oh, that's a good card too. Stoic magistrate, I've played it a couple of times against lion decks, and they've hated it. Like one in one particular case, I had a stoic magistrate. I'm like, you know what? You're a lion player. I'm gonna put this stoic magistrate with two fate on it on the first turn. Oh god. 
and that the, I was playing. That's the almost as on, good as getting out Casada first. Oh yeah, I was playing him out because um, I obviously saw the dynasty the dynasty flop that he mm-hmm. had, and this is online. This is a, maybe a week ago, and mm-hmm. he didn't draw a three cost character to like turn four. I say, hope you hope you And, and I just had my stork magistrate out there, and then, but by the time he was at zero fate, I had another one in dynasty. I brought him out with one fate on him, and he was like, I can't do anything like all i had to do was have a stoic magistrate and one mountain does not fall or some other effect and it would just attacking was was yeah (laughs) attacking was uh useless to line it was it's amazing so stoic magistrate is commander on the stoic man oh yeah 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 absolutely (laughs) but yeah go ahead play cards Let's you see, you can, now you can't have characters and a custom <laughs> <other> <laughs> on your head. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a good one. Now, mountaintop statuary in a, in a clan that none, none of us really play. Mountaintop statuary, that's the holding, the plus one strength holding that when you reveal it, reaction, you can put it on your stronghold. I, and yeah. it gives your stronghold plus one. And then as an action, you can get rid of it to exhaust the character of two fate, mm-hmm. two cost. Fate character or less, mm-hmm. just ex- just bow them. Bow them, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a strictly good card. <laughs> yeah. Oh I my think. god, yeah. yeah. I've been seeing it with the um, and it stacks right. You can just keep put like if they flop, they just boop 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 boop. Yeah. Now I'm starting to see and all of a sudden your dragon Sorry. stronghold is stupid strong, unassailable. Yeah. yeah. Which is what it should be. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, true. To, to, you know, going with you know like the the fluff, it should, no. <laughs> the dragons are supposed to be living the unassailable <laughs> mountains. Right. Top, uh, yeah, I've seen that and a few others with the dragon um, dynasty character whose name escapes me, but can re-turn face down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. obviously that that pops early. You don't really want it over there right now, so you save the strength on there. Mm-hmm. You turn it face down, and mm-hmm. off it goes again. Yep, yeah, yep. So. And you you can repop. The shameful display or restoration yeah, of balance or all those horrible reactions. All those horrible reaction on upon reveal reaction stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's quite good. Now, cards that aren't necessarily very exciting for us. Now I guess I, I, I know these are there there's numerous ones of these because we guess haven't really played very much. Tears of Amaterasu is not living up to what I thought it would be. No? Yeah, it's okay. It's like another manicured garden with potential. It's it, it, it's seeming to fall in. It's starting to you know fall down into that binder fodder category. Yeah, it's a keeper roll only card for strength, uh, and when you when it's revealed, you get you may gain a fate for each attacking character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit silver. It's silver ability. If you are getting swarmed a lot, then it's amazingly better than manicured. But you know, and I'm playing it in crab, and it's okay. It's a four strength province, mm-hmm. which is you know a four strength province. Nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I think about it though, um, what is dragon on keeper roll? Dragon is on Seeker. Okay, and that's why I'm not seeing it with the reveal them again, because that would be a pretty horrifying combo. Right, Even if right. there's two characters. It, yeah, if, yeah, if in that case, it would be great. But that's why. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 turned out to be a lot more situational than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it seems like things like, you know, Shameful Display are still a better a better addition to a deck than, than Tears. Well, Shameful, it's hard to, hard to get rid, isn't it? It, it actually mm-hmm. might, actually. Because the, the Keeper roles are Crab, Lion, and Phoenix. It, I don't know that it's going to belong in Phoenix, but it could belong in Lion. Mm-hmm. It is an Earth roll, right? So mm-hmm. Lion, you're talking about not uh, giving up the yeah, ancestral on, lands. So we'll say sit on, sit on, sit on, sit on, draw one each turn. Use Earth, use Earth Ring, fire that ability for bonus fate. It's pretty good. Yeah, you yeah. Because people tend to you you tend to swarm against the swarm. Yeah, yeah right. You want to you yeah. want to overcommit against the swarm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's one that. 
I don't know. It's still to be decided. Like I said, I'm playing with Before the Throne, right. with Blood of Otongo, Tears of uh, Tears, mm-hmm. and then Public Forum. Public Forum is boop, just great. almost almost just every great. deck. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's fantastic. It's getting into auto include territory with that one. Yeah, there, because yeah. it's it's strong in almost any case. Yeah, right. Interesting. Interesting there because a lot of my recent changes have been trying a different deck style that hasn't necessarily been using a whole bunch of the new cards. I mean, there are a few in there. I was running, I was uh, giving Seal of Scorpion a good run. Mm-hmm. Zero cost for plus one is just good anyway. Right. And I had a little bit of the whole Shinobi um, smoke and mirror stuff mm-hmm. going down for a little while. So Now, one of the ones that I, I'm not sure I, I'm in love with, but although they can be fun, the, there's the plus three holding that gets. The limit one per deck. It's a plus three strength holding that gets shuffled back in when the province breaks. Uh, I don't. I don't know about that one. It's Miyaku Kabi. Mm-hmm. Miyaku Kabi, mm-hmm. and I, I. just. I don't see a scenario in which that would work. With that would benefit me other than just giving a big, freaking strength to something. That's basically it. In the end, uh, oh, plus three. Actually, yeah. maybe pr- public forum. You know, (laughs) (laughs) but you can't control where it lands, right? That's the thing. You can't control where it lands unless you have a rebuild or something like that. Some other effect. You can't control where these things. That's where the 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 districts, the two districts, the one that doesn't allow uh, military conflicts to be Mm -hmm. declared there and Mm -hmm. political conflicts to be declared there. Those are wonderful and pretty fun when they they land on the right one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they hit early, like I had one hit on shameful display. Nice. And. It was, uh, and yeah. and so the person they could not break it, and and it was uh, frustrating, but it was fun for me. Right? <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, I just got to protect, I just got to protect this in a certain way. But I couldn't, I realized I couldn't control that. It, I just mm-hmm. got lucky. I would say the plus three strength one is always going to be good. You're never going to be unhappy to have plus three strength on a province, basically. You know, it's yeah. always going to make things better. Yeah. So that's the advantage of that. And obviously, a shuffle just means that you can yeah. see it again. The the one thing the shuffle does is for lion decks and cards and decks that put dynasty characters on the bottom, mm-hmm. they get those back up somewhere yeah, totally else. So. And right? it can it, non bottom so place. Having something like that being being able to reshuffle your dynasty deck, if your first two turn flops were not so good, having you know that is maybe something that could possibly save you by you know you get the chance to reshuffle your deck and possibly get access to the cards that you've been wanting to get access to. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, a, a reshuffle is never a bad thing. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think about Gaijin Customs? It's the unicorn card. Uh, it's an event. If you control a unicorn card, ready a non-unicorn character, I think. Mm-hmm. It's n- it's weirdly be not a unicorn conflict card. It's another unicorn conflict card that belongs in another deck. It's as, as neutrals as neutrals come up that unicorn and everybody wants more. That card gets more impressive. Yeah, basically. are there you neutrals know? yet? I mean, that, not, that really not goblin at the sneak. Goblin sneak. Sneak's good. That you Sneak's want already? Fun. Sneak's fun, but no. As we we're, we're gonna we, we've you know? seen like, well, okay, we've okay, seen previewed yeah. ones. We've seen previewed ones that are approaching that we know are going to be more yeah. interesting. Neutrals. Goblin sneak is a great neutral yet. card, but doesn't work with the with the yeah. Gaijin customs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, Sapuna Shikawa, which is the Imperial Guard guy. Exactly. That's yeah. There's that's a target. Yeah, there's a target for it. Two two three three, yeah. and he gets plus one plus one for each imperial card you control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an, imp- an imperial, an imperial, a unicorn imperial tribal style deck, basically. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. That's, that could definitely be a thing. Yeah. With Gaijin readying, hell yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's uh, that'll Wait, grow. Gaijin, we'll grow Gaijin customs might customs. make wandering Ronin good. 
Maybe not. No. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's, it's certainly... <laughs> okay, I'm trolling. I'm trolling. It certainly improves him. I mean, you throw him in, do his normal strip fate off, make him a 2-2, and then you ready him to block, which I can I can live with, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not great, but... As I said, I was, I've was i been playing Crab and Crane, and so I, I when I saw Kabuki Hero in either the first or second pack, I was like, all right, this is another good two-drop. Mm. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. He's, I almost always have somebody else I'd rather pay for than yeah. him. A zero two for two that you have to pay to get more military out of. Yeah, he works with Ornate Fan, all of a sudden he's a four four, right? Mm-hmm. But you gotta pay that fate for him. You gotta have the cards in your hand to trigger him because because he's two cost, you're you're hesitant with assassination in the world, you're hesitant to put a fate on the guy. Mm-hmm. So then you're hesitant really to use his ability because there's assassination in the world, even if he had doesn't have fate on him. <laughs> so uh, it's still a rule of mine unless they're really low, unless they're like at six honor. I'm not putting fate on a two cost character. Interesting. I say it's a similar similar issue with the Scorpion Dynasty stuff right now is that nothing has come out that's either good enough and or cheap enough. So either, mess, either improving the curve or just having full firepower to make it into a definite Dynasty deck. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the Magistrate? Pushy, where when she leaves play, you gain the favor. Oh, the fawning, yeah, that, that will the fawning have, diplomat. Yes, yes, yes. Probably replace the favored um, niece in most decks. I think the one three is more useful than the two two, and that effect is just counter to all the various stuff coming up. Yeah, and the one yeah. three protects you against um, a lot of the outwits mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. The, the shameful display or the yep. the crane stronghold yep. no, effects. That's a, right, that's a solid character period. Yeah, yeah, and Cortier, I'm pretty sure too. So great, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I've played against her a couple times, and you're like, oh, I have a favorite control deck. I know that comes out. I'm not going to have the favorite this turn. Yay. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. She's in the same area like, as uh, the Shusher Actress. She's a three cost who doesn't get fate. Right. And she's a, which is, uh, seems to be Scorpion's odd niche. Same sort of thing. Well, <laughs> the Bushi Liar. You pay one, get a dash three, and then he gets you a card as he goes. Right, right, right. <laughs> like you, pay, you don't put fate on him because you, you kind of want him to go away. Yeah, you're, right? paying, you're paying one for three political power and a card, please. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So. I still prefer the Caillou Envoy. The envoy, the envoy is good for. Oh, the envoy, convo- Caillou envoy and crab is. Oh god, fantastic! Awesome. I love it. Any other cards that are particularly uh, lovable or particularly not so lovable? Back alley mm-hmm. hideaway is still in the deck. The um, unique, right, right, holding. What do you it think is, about that? It is good. Um, I would put it in the same range you were saying with the plus three strength one, which is this is the one where never building. Oh yeah, so. Um, when you lose a Scorpion character when it would leave play, you instead can put it face down on this card and play it as if it were in the Dynasty. So if they, if they destroy the holding, the other card goes away. You get a second chance at big characters. There's enough big, powerful characters in Scorpion to make it worthwhile. But it's 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 like the it's like any of the other unique holdings or um, so you, you're not building a deck around. So it. if you if you pay three during your Dynasty phase or pay for the character during your Dynasty phase, it flips up and goes over. Yeah, goes play, play okay. this normal Dynasty character. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, can so you do it, and you can do it as an action anytime. Right, not necessarily during the dynasty phase. I think that's the advantage. I'd have to confirm. I, th- I yeah. thought I'm pretty sure it was just recursion. Well, I'll have to, I'll have to go confirm. I haven't actually. There's the thing. It, it being one card in forty, it hasn't actually landed yet. Of course. Oh right. Recently, but <laughs> it's it, the effect is worth worth one card slot. Mm-hmm. If that's strong enough. It's just it's again not something you're building, you're planning for. Right, so. right, right. All right. Any other cards we want to talk about? I say too much stuff coming up still. There's right. The there's, there's two more packs left, yeah. and we'll have a much better. I'll, I'll be honest. I've only so far Stand been really looking at the crab cards. Oh yeah. Course, well, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to you know tweak my crab deck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and you know make it work better. And there's been some good cards. What do you think of the two dash character that 
when she wins on defense, you can trigger the ring. Oh, yeah. I forget solid. her name. Stanchita. Stanchita. Yeah. I've, I played with her for a while, and I just wasn't ever able to get her to trigger. <clears throat> like mm. I, Because crab are, I often needed more than just the two strength to, to win the, the if. If you're sort of building around the win on defense aspect of crab, yeah, she could be very useful. Yeah, but if you're if you're going for a less defensive sort of of crab and going more for like dishonor crab or you know you know nationals you know province break sort of you know Mm -hmm. like offensive crab deck, it's you're not going to see it as much. But I think as crab gets more get more sort of defense cards. Mm That win, you know, that win on defense, trigger the ring sort of ability is gonna be is gonna be uh, a a good thing to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because I'm playing with tears, so I don't have defend the wall, right? Well, there's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, playing with tears for the fate because I really, I, I think at least in that crab deck, I'm I'm really w- want fate because I'm playing with, I think I have eight or nine characters in hand, so I want to be able to play those. Now the Haruma skirmisher, the mm-hmm. one dash one cost character who gets. Covert when she enters play until the end of the phase, mm. she's a bomb. She's oh, the yeah. bomb. Oh, like yeah. crab covert stuff because I'm well, paired with dragon period. is in is really good. Yeah. So all of a sudden I have three covert characters because I have a tattooed wander on somebody. I have Caillou, Shiuchi, mm. and then and then her. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm coverting past everybody for six. Mm. <laughs> the, uh, the staunch the staunch cheetah's big, biggest problem and its only balancing factor is that two dash. Because on defense, that's fifty percent of the time you can't use it, which is you want you. That's true. Two zero I, yeah. would be too much. Two two dash, but two dash puts in that area where it's like say with the right backup, it's good. Mm-hmm. On a, the dash can make it hard to include. Yeah, I just was finding mixed results with it, or less than mixed results, right? Less than good results with it. Yeah, so. maybe uh, and something that you know we've mentioned before, and it's worth re-mentioning. These cards are going to be around for. Two, three, four, mm-hmm. however many years. Five years, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on when when they decide to rotate L five R for the first time. So, a lot of these cards may not be usable now. Oh, yeah. Of course not. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, get a cycle down the road, whatever mm-hmm. the next cycle is, and maybe there'll be you know there will be things that will make you want to put the Stanchita in your deck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if it's binder fodder now, reevaluate when. A deluxe comes out. Reevaluate when the next cycle comes out. These cards can become good later on. Yep. Mm-hmm. With the, on that subject, by the way, I'll bring that up. Um, I know we've made a decision out in the cafe. What is your guys' feelings on the the up and coming? Help me out here. What's the next? What's the third of the events called? Way of the Rings. Way of the Rings. Yeah. Thank you. And um, the Way of the Rings um, tournament. Uh, what's what legality are you guys going with for packs? Well, we had a total escape. We were originally going to have it on December second. Mm-hmm. And because I did not put it on my personal calendar, we pushed it back. <laughs> so on, we're having ours on December sixteenth, and we thought about two things: what we could have held it anyways, um, and Jason Wallace could have hosted. But the fact of the matter is, we were like, you know what? We're we're getting we're drinking cards from a firehouse, like yeah. you said. Mm-hmm. Let's have it on the sixteenth and just make it the everything legal. And and yes, that's two days that later. That's two days after that last pack comes out. But yeah. by then, you have a deck or two that you know, and you can look at that last pack and go, okay, are there cards that work in either of those two decks? And then what am I going to play? And again, this is a casual, this Way of the Rings is meant to be a, still a casual tournament. Mm-hmm. I think three rounds, maybe four. Yeah. 
you're just going to be introduced to more organized play structure. Everybody I see no reason not to do full card pool. Yeah, interesting. Because we we are we are running on the tenth. I want to say I'll have to mm-hmm. confirm that. Mm-hmm. But um, we are we cut off last Thursday, just to give people the chance to actually breathe. So fourth pack, fourth pack, and back. So okay. we will not be including fifth or sixth for the simple reason that for the fire, as we said, the fire hose problem. We might as well take a moment, and give people a chance to breathe, and try out. Oh no, <laughs> no, we took a totally different stance. We're like, nah, people don't get to breathe. Well, just, okay. <laughs> so Tobin and I are used to you know playing Netrunner. And having you know a pack come out like a week before a tournament or whatever, and having it be legal at the at the oh, tournament yeah. going no, totally to. So, so. Yeah. Uh, the, the, this problem that we are having is is just a fire hose problem with the six packs in six weeks. When it gets down to one pack a month, it'll be oh, yeah. a lot easier to swallow. Yeah. So hang on, guys. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's, it's going to slow down a little bit. The meta yeah. shifts will But, will but there's goods and bads with each of those, right? You get you get an idea of, of what's going on. Now, if you make that last-minute change with the sixth pack, and then you end up like like I Stanchita. I had Stanchita in my deck yep. for a while, mm-hmm. and it turned out like, yeah, not so much. Yeah. If I put Stanchita in that last deck, in that, in that last iteration of my deck, because mm-hmm. she came out in the sixth pack, and I end up not liking her, that's that's on me, yeah. right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, you give some people with. some yeah. testing environment, and but I, I I'm all for just let's go, let's see what happens, that. right? It's yeah. it's fun. There's nothing on the line. Mm-hmm. There's nothing oh, yeah, but totally. fun. Yeah. Well, to be and, had at these tournaments, and everybody's in the same boat with it too. So you right. know, it doesn't matter whether it's you you cut off at you know pack four or whatever, mm-hmm. or you allow the full card pool. Since everybody's in the same boat, and every and everybody's kind of drinking from the same fire hose. You know, everybody's going to be playing with possibly slightly suboptimal decks. Mm-hmm. So, it, it it's an even playground, and I think you know why not? It, it it's like Tobin said, it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Maybe things, maybe there are surprises. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's worth noting. I I would have no problems with cards flooding in myself. We made the call based on our clientele, shall we say, on our locals. Ah, uh, so, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, and you know, yeah. the, the democratic ways is a good one, right? Mm-hmm. It's perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, we just didn't do it that way. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think most of our, our, our player group at Total Escape is probably going to want to have the full card pool available anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so, but we didn't ask. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this has been, now this may be a little bit early, but we're going to talk a little bit about how we go about deck building both of the decks. And, and really there's three decks involved, right? Because there's the selection of your provinces and then your conflict in your dynasty card deck. Let's just hear a little bit about how each of us goes about building these decks and, and what your approach is. Okay, so a lot of mine is structured around what, what I'm doing. I tend to use online deck builders a bit, so some of my approaches are based around how I can get information out of those effectively or how they want it. But um, with the with L5R stuff, I've noticed kind of like three distinct stages. The first one is basic core of the dynasty. What are the things that are going in that are just the no-brainer, solid core stuff, obvious right. picks? You know, get a get a get a backbone built. What I find interesting there is next. So dynasty goes in, work out a curve, look at how much they are, work out my cost per turn kind of. And feel. so, what's yeah. your curve? Um, as low as physically possible. I tend to I tend to go uh, bell curve. As many cheap characters and as many high ends, because that's where Scorpion sits well, mm-hmm. is by having it's it's cheap, uh, having good 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 really really good expensive characters and trying. Well, Scorpion doesn't seem to have a lot of middle ground sort of characters. Really. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's kind of where it where it plays out. So you're talking about ones, twos, and fives. Yeah, but yeah, basically as much as I can. Obviously, right now we can only do that so much. But right. if I if I have to pick, it's middle mid costers that that drop out. Okay. Yeah. All so right. threes, threes, and fours. Threes and fours come down. Not now, accounting for now. Scorpion is unique in that that you have 
the two five costers are in two different decks. Exactly. Right. So that gives you a, to some extent an advantage. I've been playing Crane with the two five costers in Crane, the Doji Hotaru mm-hmm. and the five cost three six guy that's featured, whose name I'm forgetting, mm-hmm. who was featured in the fiction. And he's the one that you give up the Imperial favor mm-hmm. while he's participating in conflict. You draw three cards, and the events that you play are reduced by two mm-hmm. for the rest of the phase, no yeah. matter if those were the three that you drew or not. So he's good. Uh, but I'm playing with both of them. <laughs> I'm playing oh, yeah. with three of him and I think two of Doji Hotaru, maybe three. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. That's a, I actually like that. Really? It's really weird, but I like having the choice. Like, okay, don't have the... like in a, in a game a couple days ago i had doji hotaru and him on my flop and i'm like i don't have the favor i'm gonna go hotaru in one case i had the favor i'm gonna go him Mm -hmm. and it was it's really cool now i've adjusted my curve i don't i have two guest of honors in there i don't have any more i've eliminated kikita kaizen is not bad but he's not great Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think I only have two copies of him. So I've eliminated a little. I've, I've thinned out a little bit on that three slot area. That three. That three category. Three face co- cost. And I wish there was uh, something I could put in instead of Kabuki Hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I'd be doing something similar once I can pull down that that mid part of the curve some. Once mm-hmm. I can exaggerate it more. I'm but doing. I'm doing something sort of similar to Carl. So I will. I'll actually take everything I want to see in the deck, and like, uh, you know, if I'm using an online deck builder, it, I don't do it this way. But when I, if I'm physically building a deck, I'll lay out all the cards in front of me and and like ar- arrange them by by drop cost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to, you know, in sort of an inverse order, as the cost goes up, I'm doing fewer of them. Right. Mm-hmm. So most of so most of my characters are going to be one two cost sort of things. Mm-hmm. A few threes, a few fours, and maybe like one or two fives. Mm-hmm. So, th- so that you know, because just to to maximize my ability to push out characters for for low fate early mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. and I'm also looking at uh, trying to get three of as many as I can. Of so I'm really yeah. trying to yeah, yeah, yeah. limit my 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 dynasty deck to fourteen characters, and uh, or and and maybe two or three holdings to swap out in there somewhere mm-hmm. so that i can try to get you know three of as many things as i can so i'm you know seeing consistency yeah Sh- shout out to a, a friend of ours and mine in particular who cries when he sees less than play set of full of everything in a deck if you see the deck that's everything <laughs> all threes he's happy if it's ones and twos and t- ones and twos and ones and threes he's <laughs> sets him off so well, i understand <laughs> his his mentality i kind of share it just not yeah yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah no it's it's wonderful now you said holdings we we have talked about that I've also been playing, experimenting with four or five, and even like in my crab deck, I have six. But in even in the crane deck, I have, I think I have five holdings. Mm-hmm. Now they're artisans academy, imperial storehouses, and that's it. Yeah. See, unless I'm playing crab, every every time every game that I've played, whenever it, 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 with, with small exception, uh, staging ground is one of them. Mm-hmm. The you know with most ex- in most cases, I don't want to see that holding. I'd rather see I'd rather see a character there. Now here's the argument for that. My, I I didn't disagree with you. Sometimes you don't have the money for the four characters, so you get that holding, and that's uh, provides some utility that you don't have to pay for. Yeah, it's, fr- it's free. Right, power. you yeah. you get some utility out of it that you don't have to pay for, and so then you can concentrate on the three characters. Now, what you don't want to have happen is you know three holdings and yep. one character, and you're sitting here looking at 
of an empty board on your side because everybody faded out. Mm-hmm. Two and, and your opponent has three. Two and, and like, Ugh. And so I've two, been stuck in that position before. Yeah. 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 Saying two holdings, two characters is pretty damned crippling. And that's not particularly unlikely. It can be. It right. can be. Yeah. yeah. Now, in, in Crab, it I've found it kind of isn't. Cause, because that the the attachment taker in Crab, the district that mm-hmm. I'm forgetting. Uh, is that Hito District? Hita District. Hita District. Yeah, I think so. It, no, it's Hito. H-I-T-O. I think. Oh, okay. Hito, yeah. Mm-hmm. That one is awesome. That one will... I had that in one in my first flop, and I kept it there the entire game because yeah. I think I was... I don't know if I, I... I don't remember who I was playing, but wow, it kept them off. The, I, I knew. I'm like, I, I'm getting a sense that you're not playing attachments. <laughs> <laughs> the crab holdings are really good. Funeral Pyre is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Borderlands Fortifications is pretty neat. Yeah. So there are, you know, Crab wants to have holdings. They want to have a lot of them. Yeah. Six is not unheard of, and that's what I run in my Crab mm-hmm. deck usually. But within, with almost every other clan, with the exception of like one or two things here and there, I, I think every clan is probably going to have at least one holding that's worth putting in your deck. Like I'd for agree. line it's staging ground because you can you can you know get extra flop, mm-hmm. well, you know every once around basically, mm-hmm. that's great. But you know in in most cases, I would rather see a character come up. And because I'm I'm trying to uh, maximize low cost characters and sort of you know with a and sort of minimize my high cost characters to just a few things that are really you know punchy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you know, in most cases, if if I'm flopping over something that's not a holding, it's going to be a one or two cost character. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. and on the flip side, if you've got limited numbers of your powerful characters, you need more, more. T- need, yes. You need to find them more, more, more effectively, as it were. Right. Um, interesting here because basically uh, it's yes to both of you on that front because my traditional Scorpion deck had no holdings. Right. My characters are good. I don't. I didn't need them. I don't. I don't completely agree with the um, the favor most people put on Imperial Storehouse, but that's a conversation for a different time. Um, but I had none whatsoever. The current version, which has ten conflict characters, has five holdings for that reason. Because, what are the holdings? Um, I'm generally running um, either three a three-two split between Favorable Ground and City of Lies. Oh, okay. City of Lies okay. is always good in Scorpion. Favorable Ground is monstrous. When yeah. you're when you're pulling tricks with characters, pulling more tricks with characters is mm-hmm. just awful. I mean, I've, it, it has more than once won me the stronghold right. by committing to. Well, okay, I play a lot of Phoenix. If you don't like you Phoenix, play against Phoenix, I play against a lot of Phoenix. If you don't like Phoenix, like me, Kuramorai is um, the worst enemy, or rather, Kuramorai's worst enemy is favorable ground. Oh, Throw okay. it forward, force the switch, and then go break the damn stronghold. <laughs> Which has happened repeatedly. I've seen Phoenix players go, oh, yeah, you know, when yeah. a favorable comes up. Yeah, like moving characters into and out of is is a beautiful. big deal, particularly yeah. when you're playing them from hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously, in the case of um, said before, Yoga Hero A, um, Kachiko, both of those are good at going into a conflict, doing something to mess with the opponent, then moving them home for something else is mm-hmm. just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so that that transitions well to conflict. So we've talked a bit mm-hmm. about how we build our dynasty stuff. How do you go about building your conflict deck? Now, I'm, I'm going to say one last thing before <laughs> I get in here. I usually have to fill up my dynasty deck to 40. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah, force yourself to get there? Yeah, I force myself pro- to get there, and I have to trim down my conflict from 47, 48. I Once I could do the first <laughs> pass and go, this is what I want in the deck. I look at it's 48 conflict. I do a first pass, it's 37 dynasty. I but never have that that's problem. That's what it is. No? Oh, interesting. No. Okay, because I think you can attribute that to the big problem, which is how many zero-cost dynasty cards are there? Let's think for a second. How many zero-cost conflict cards are there? 
Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I want them all in <laughs> my deck. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, I don't, you know, this is maybe giving away a big part of my strategy, but I go for an event heavy conflict deck. Mm-hmm. If I could, if, if Very there's a few if, attachments, if, if there's a zero cost event that I can put in my deck, oh, you can better damn well bet it's going to be in there if I can fit it. Okay. Yeah. I will, you know, and, and then, you know, attachments is next. I I don't put a lot of stock in conflict characters, so I I don't often get up to the full ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no, no. I don't. I don't either. But I've been playing with eight. Yeah. I've been playing in the crab deck. I've been playing with eight because I was. It was a uh, crab. Who was I playing with? Oh, uh, crab and dragon. Mm-hmm. So I have tattooed oh. wanderers, Hiroma <laughs> skirmishers, skirmishers, and Hiroma ambushers. So I had, like, I put three skirmishers in there, two. Two tattooed wanderers and two ambushers, and that's seven. Mm-hmm. And they, that's fantastic. I will I bring love up. That. I will bring up. I don't necessarily um, quantify tattooed wanderer as a character in the conflict deck, uh, so much as a force of nature. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's. <laughs> Fluid, yeah, right. to say the least, yeah. and, and good at both things. Yeah, um, you brought up the main point for me is I start my conflict deck at zeros, largely because I know I will be taking some high value cards. I, I know that's going to happen in Scorpion. So mm-hmm. the first thing is, what zeros am I taking to counterbalance that? Mm-hmm. What zeros am I getting in? And that's and that's also the decision whether it's two, two or three City of Lies. If right. my zeros okay. are skewed heavily, don't bother with City because who cares? You right. Know. Um, I'm pretty well my traditional deck was the same very few characters in general but normally one or two scorpion being scorpion mm-hmm. they're a good toys uh, obviously the current one is skewed max to 10 for the actual that deck build that particular build is designed on that um then i'm a pretty i'm still event focused obviously right. too 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 many good um, events that focus on courtiers too many good political ones yep. great great toys in scorpion but i'm still taking a good chunk of attachments um it goes up and down the the drop character style play benefits a hell of a lot from a katana or a court mask Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So, basically, I'm trying to. I, I guess my overall deck building strategy um, across the two decks is trying to minimize fate cost. Okay. So that I can I can run you know, I, so that I don't have to like build up a huge fate pool to you know have a big turn that I can you know run lean throughout the entire game. Okay. And still have an effective deck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Isn't an interesting deck build thought for you? How how much does your province choice link to what you're playing in the deck, or how how much how much? Or on the counter side, is in my case, my provinces are generally geared towards what I think my opponent is doing, not so much what I'm doing. Uh, I think I put in provinces that support my conflict play. Okay. Right. So the gain manicured garden gain of fate. I've been playing with yeah. tears gain fate for each attacking character. Right, so I have those in there because I know that I have a conflict-heavy cost. Right, there's my like I said, I have seven characters, uh, three of whom cost two or more. Right, no, no, no. Well, the tattooed wanderers are one, skirmisher is one, but then I have the ambushers, and there's some other uh, higher cost. Mountain does not fall. Those mm-hmm. kinds of things that cost one out mm-hmm. of the crab conflict. Crane, it's not so much a big deal because there's a lot of other things, but there are some crane cards that that are expensive that I want to play. Admit defeat, noble sacrifice, mm-hmm. outwit, right? These are all one-cost events. I've shortchanged myself a little bit on attachments because let go is still a thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not counting on attachments. And more often than not, it does get let go. It's insane how regular that card is played. It's a good card. Um, if so, <laughs> way too good. 
Anytime you see anyone with dragon on the board, you know they've got let goes in their deck. Oh yeah, yeah. and well, sometimes let go is the first card I see, right? Well, yeah. That's like dragon you're like, oh, I'm gonna play Katana. Oh, you're gonna let go. I'm like, son of a yeah. gun. And dragon's okay. such a still such a solid splash. There's no argument yeah. there. Right. Um, interesting. You see about Manicure Gardens because obviously Manicure Gardens is an economy card. You gain fate, but I tend to value it more for gaining fate when the opponent doesn't expect you to have it than just gaining fate. Period. True. You know, yeah, yeah, again, yeah, 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 it's the three strength, if you control action, if you control three or more Bushi characters in this conflict, uh, ex- uh, bow, bow a character. Yeah, like you say. Like just and and 98% of crab characters are Bushi, right? There's yep. very few other, other types okay. of characters. So you're almost guaranteed to have three Bushi there, especially given the fact that the skirmisher, the ambusher, are both Bushi characters, and you can surprise them with, okay, yeah, you're coming at Riot of Streets, and I only have two Bushi. Here's the third one. Bow your guy. Yeah, because I've, I've definitely always been always been of the opinion that requires more Bushi than you're guaranteed to have to be meaningful, but com- combined with Crab's pers- um, pervasiveness and Crab playing still only from has, hand. I think, one Shugenja. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, it's the one. Yeah, yeah the, the no, witch no hunter. argument. Witch hunter, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And again, so well placed to their effect. They throw one person forward, you've got the Bushi. No, knock it off. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, no, totally. So there is a little bit, you know, the province, I think, plays, I think about my conflict deck more. Like, so in Crane, I have Artisan Academies, uh, Imperial Storehouses. So, I, so I'm, because the Crane is kind of an honor pressure deck, mm. honor pressure and hand pressure. If I happen to break provinces, all the better. Yeah. So uh, the Crane deck that I have now is hand and honor pressure. So, yeah, you're going to, you might draw five, but I'm going to discard them through Earth. I'm going to discard them through Policy Debate. I'm going to see him through Meek Informant because it's Crane Scorpion that I'm playing with mm-hmm. um, and drawing Imperial with Imperial Storehouse and Artisan Academies. So that's that's how I've been playing it lately. Intriguing. My, my province layout is definitely a Jinteki thought set of um, things that my opponent doesn't want to come and find. Yeah, I, 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 well, yeah. I, Basically, and this yeah. is where I'm <laughs> testing. Like th- yeah. That's the fantastic part of all these packs coming out so quickly is you get to test all these different provinces. That's mm-hmm. the first one. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, before the throne, let's do that. <laughs> right before the throne is like, uh oh. Right, <laughs> frankly, you know, I'm hoping they come out with like a new set of provinces, like neutral provinces, every cycle. Not necessarily in the deluxes, but like I would like to see every cycle, like you know, like a set of you know one of each ring or two of each ring uh, provinces. Like they, you know, we had the the, the set of ten in the core set. Mm-hmm. Looks, it's looking like we're gonna have like a set of ten in Imperial. Twelve, right? Because it's been two per pack. Yeah, yeah, God's yeah so well, but there's gonna be uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. There's gonna be a, but there's gonna be at least a full like two of each ring. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe the, there maybe there will, will be twelve. Who right, knows, yeah. like, right. Remains to be seen. And there's some that there's some that are seeker roll only, earth roll only. So those are very li- those will see limited play. But mm-hmm. I, I do want to see lots of province choices because yeah. they're just really they're they're awesome cards. I like yeah. Them. Taking, yeah. taking the tactical view there, definitely, because if I'm running a setup of, um, if I want surprise effect on my provinces, and there's a larger pool of provinces they could be from, I'll take that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and and it really allows you to make a call, for those of you who are competing in tournaments, you can make a, a meta call there. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we haven't really talked about this. This is something I got into a discussion with a player locally. 
I argue that there's there's not really a meta other than the one is created for any one event, right? There is a group think, there is a, a there's a pattern of thinking, but there isn't necessarily this. I would say that remains to be for, seen. Uh, there isn't this global always on meta that's changing. I think there are patterns in the game, but the meta the is what the meta is for that particular event. The, we don't have a stable meta yet at all because of the way the pa- the way the current release of pack cycles is going. Mm-hmm. When we get to a normal sort of LCG release cycle where it's one pack a month, yeah, you know, and you know the deluxe is interspersed and all that, uh, you, we may see the meta stabilize, and there may be a global meta sort of falls out of that. So I think it kind of remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Right now, there really isn't because the, everything's in flux because there are so many cards coming out in such a short am- amount of time. Right. Yeah. This boils down to your definition of the meta. I mean, in all technicality, there is one. Um, you know, Scorpion was popular early, for example. Um, Phoenix was favored by people. Unicorn is not. Technically, that's all meta play. Right, you but what you're, what you're playing, yeah. what the environment is, is only... If you're playing online against somebody, that's that game. That, mm-hmm. ma- that game is there. Now, if I play online six, seven, eight games over a course of a day or two weeks, yeah. that's a meta that I've been, I've been in. Yeah. Right? But... I think, I think it might be... It, fe- it sounds to me like you're feeling there's less of a connection between the direct games you play and any existing meta. I'd agree with that. There's yes, not, there are not strong be, ties yeah. right now. That'd be a better way to yeah. put it. I mean, we don't, we don't have... Take the Magic the Gathering, for example, situation. We don't have a structure where people are traveling place to place and playing lots of tournaments. And that's how a overall metagame really develops, where people are cross-pollinating between areas. Mm-hmm. Depending how much organized play there is for this, we may get something much closer to that. And conversely, you have the internet version. The internet version it tends to either favor a hard split between groupthink and um, ingenuity. And right. so where you are, well, you know, we make the joke about Colorado. Colorado plays weird Netrunner because we have a lot of people who focus on the ingenuity side here. They yeah. play strange, strange builds, and that's what that's mm-hmm. what you should expect when you go to a tournament is to be surprised Yep. versus places where we know that's not the case. Oh, so. yeah, it, Col- the Colorado tournament scene for Netrunner has always been... Yeah. Almost the diametric opposite of the rest of the tournament scene for the rest of the yeah, country. Bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> Fun, though. I oh, yeah. Really no, no, no one worries about it, but bizarre. The, yeah. I, there are so many people who play Jank here that it's just so much fun. Uh, <laughs> realistically, we're still in the first six months of this game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's now beginning of December. The game debuted at Gen Con, but it's only been widely available since October. Yeah. Yeah. And so now we're getting the six packs in six weeks. So it's, and this game is still in its infancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, I mean, in a very real way. So y- y- the the game will settle out a little bit, I think, down the road. You know, th- this time next year, we might be talking about you know how much the tournament meta sucks. <laughs> Who knows? Or not, we'll see. But right yeah. now, right now, it's 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 still such early days that it's really it's it's hard to even you know say for sure if a card is going to really be good or not. We need to play more games. We yeah. need to build more decks. We need to, you know, have more tournaments. And I'll turn that back in as well by saying I think you're I think you're Tobin exactly right in saying that what matters to anyone right now is whatever small meta is forming around what they're actually doing. Which I think is kind of what we're getting at. Is yeah. there is there's not there's yeah. not enough of an outside structure to say yeah. there's an overarching one. So yeah, you're quite right. They're forming and breaking as fast as they as fast as people play. Yeah, that's true. Well yeah. honestly yeah. the a lot of people, like in the Netrunner community, pay attention to what the tournament meta is because so many people are tournament spikes and stuff like that. And it seems like there's a shoujus. Shoujus. That's our that's our nomenclature. Yeah. Shoujus <laughs> style players. Anyways, nice. 
and now you broke now my train of thought. Train of thought. Jerk. <laughs> so so many people so are spiking. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of spikes. St- there, there's a the lot point. of there's a lot of tournaments going on. There's a lot of people paying attention to you know national decks and things like that. Mm-hmm. That you know that hasn't even really gotten started yet. Uh, for L five R. For L five R. It's it's gonna come. It's gonna be interesting, and I think there will be a lot of that coming out. But the that's not the important thing. You need to focus on whatever your local meta is. Like we've said before, where you're playing your game is what's important. You know, are you, are you playing in a game store every week mm-hmm. you know, for a league or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, pay attention to what everybody's playing for that and just build for that. Don't necessarily if you're not going to national tournaments, don't worry about it. Yeah, if you're he- if you're seeing if you're seeing li- well, we've talked about this before. If you're seeing swarm heavy decks, tears is probably a good card. Oh yeah, yeah. right. But then you take that to a Kotai, and it might not, you know, be a good thing mm-hmm. for you. Everyone's mm-hmm. doing three different flavors of drop decks. Yeah. So right. sometimes, you know. sometimes at a big tournament, consistency is the thing. Sometimes at a, at, at, turn, at small tournaments, and this is kind of how I think is I think about consistency in small turn mm-hmm. in, in big tournaments, mm-hmm. and what's going to be the surprise in the small ones. Yeah. yeah. And when so I think small, I think thirty or less. Yeah. yeah. You know those yeah local store champs sort mm-hmm. of you know situations. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. So. Any other ideas, uh, thoughts on how we build, go about building your conflict deck? Well, like you said before, um, the dynasty deck has to be brought up to size. The conflict deck has to be brought down to size, right. and that is definitely something I do. I, I normally end up with about forty-seven cards, oh, okay. and then the trimming begins. Right. You know. I, I usually end up overbuilding, so I'll end up mm-hmm. with like forty-eight, fifty, yeah. whatever cards are for both of them, and have to mm-hmm. trim and trim and trim and trim and trim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I sort of run into the problem that uh, Brad sometimes has is I need to get this down to 40, but I've got 43 right now. I don't <laughs> want 43. No, as you said, the worst place is 41. <laughs> I know I shouldn't do this. Brad, Brad gets, it, to, Brad gets but, to 41. Yeah, it's like, but, I know I shouldn't do this. It can't be that bad, can it, though? But no, surely there's something. There's something, right? There is. <laughs> but there yeah. you are. And, and if you're a 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, you might consider yourself a... Brad player. <laughs> One of these days, I'm just going to build uh, a 45-45 deck and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he, and he, so I have a question for you. Given the fact that Sam had Good Omen in his deck, mm-hmm. is Good Omen in and out lately? In or out? Weird. I've I've seen it more than I thought I would do. I don't know how much of that is the influence from seeing it played at Worlds. Um, I'm not playing it, and I, I can't see myself playing it anytime soon. You're Scorpion. You never have your dial lower than darn. the other person. Yeah, no, exactly. But that card, you know, yeah, it's it's popping up more than I thought, and it's it's had its uses. It's not currently in my crab deck, but when I in my next rebuild, I'm going to seriously consider putting it in. Yeah, because it does fit with my crab playstyle. I've been in two of them. I've I've had two of them in both Crane and Crab because those are low draw decks, mm-hmm. and I tell you, putting a good omen on a stoic magistrate that's exhausted and has no fate on it against a lion player can be backbreaking. <laughs> fairly, fairly sad, right? Sad, Insanity sad inducing yeah. these kind of things. So I have yeah. two, and it's funny because I've tried to find places like I'm like okay, I'll kick out other things. Mm-hmm. I'll kick out. I have three policy debates right now, and I'm thinking that. Maybe I go down to two and I put something else in. Not necessarily a third good omen, because sometimes you are your dial is up there. <laughs> sometimes your dial is up there. You see, now you've said this, 
obviously I'm doing a lot of things right now. I was doing an ambush smoke and mirrors heavy deck, mm -hmm. and you know throwing out throwing out characters, pulling them back, moving them around, and ambush plus good omen with things like Kachiko. I'm like, hmm. But then I think, no, where the hell do I find space in this trimmed down conflict deck to get two or three damn cards in? Yeah, there? exactly. You know? Well, you can go Brad. You can go all yeah, in on Brad. Yeah. 41, 42, well, buddy. Here's a, here's a thought for you. We're making the com the conversation about um. Provin provinces holdings before um 45 five provinces out of 45 is pretty comfortable actually yeah but i don't know that i would go five because <laughs> then uh, but, but yeah. no, in 45 though the math is very yeah, different I, there. I know yeah. i know but 45 in dynasty 40 seems like i could go 41 on conflict i could go 41 <laughs> on conflict but 41 uh, 40 above 40 on dynasty just mm. yeah like I said, because I'm, I have trouble filling up my dynasty. First well, pass the on the dynasty build yeah. is 37. First pass on a conflict is 44, yeah. 45, 46, whatever. The math gets easier at 45, right? Oh, yeah. No, exactly, yeah. So uh, one, of the, one of the things that I, that I started looking at early on is I want to maximize as many play sets of cards as I can. So I figured out that you know in a 40-card deck, you can fit like 14 characters. Now that's thirteen at three of, and like one or at like one or two of. I forget the what the exact numbers are, but it's it's about it's it's fourteen. Individual thirteen, cards. yeah, thirteen characters, three of it gets you to thirty nine, and that's not including holding. So fourteen, mm -hmm. fourteen, you know, in unique cards by title, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing for for a conflict deck. If you go up to forty five, that's fifteen and fifteen at three of, and it's and then you're, and you're done. Oh yeah, yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. So that's true. so the math can would be easier at forty five. And you could, if you're doing, you know, just three play, set, play sets of 15 different cards, I mean, you're, that should be a pretty, that very even deck. It could either be very consistent or it could be very just, bleh. <laughs> right, right. Well, well and, and, and we're talking about, we want to be, I, I want to be clear, I can start with a deck at 42 on a conflict and 40 mm -hmm. on a dynasty. And then, and then as I'm playing it, I'm like, you know what? And, I'm, and I keep in mind, okay, this has 42 cards in it. If I'm going to get two out, which one are they going to be? Mm -hmm. But you have to run that through the grinder. You have to play right. yeah. multiple games against multiple types of opponents yeah. in multiple ways and, and see what, like, yeah, I don't use that very much. Yeah. And that, that's, you know, less important when you're maybe playing at, at, at the local tournament or local uh, league sort of level mm -hmm. where you can just, you know, I'm just going to throw this together and see what, you know, just, you know, throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah. <laughs> This could be, you know, this could be great or could suck. Mm. Gotta find out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, but what you're talking about is definitely the the style that I think of when I'm building a tournament deck. I build the deck, I th you know, I build it so I, th you know, what I think it's it's going to be good, and then I play the hell out of it. Yeah. And Grind think about, down. you know, this card's dead, this card's good, this card's, you know, mm -hmm. weak. I, c you know, reduce it down to one, f so I can get two copy, two more copies of something else. Yeah. So that that kind of math. Maybe I should be doing it more for my casual decks also, but that's not really the way I think about casual games. Mm -hmm. Those are important things to keep in mind as you're building your deck, as you're playing the game. You, you're, you know, whatever deck you build is your deck. Even mm -hmm. if it's a net deck, it's your deck. Mm -hmm. You know, tweak it, use it, learn it, figure out how it works best for you. Right. Yeah. Here's a last little thought on the 45 count as well. You were saying there about fifteen, about like fifteen characters times three. So most decks are going to have between th um, thirteen and fourteen individual characters in a forty. Yeah, mm -hmm. trimmed down. Yeah. When we get to the point at which there are meaningful multiples of the tasks you put characters into a deck for, you know, you've got your five costs because it's here for a certain reason. Mm -hmm. Once there's two or three of those that do that same sort of job, at that point, going to a forty-five actually makes sense. 
if you're trying to maximize yeah. a certain task, as it were. Now, I, d- I don't think we're there right now, but long term, it's an interesting thought. And conversely, there's a good reason to go down to 40 then to just compact in the ones you want, as it were. You know, increase those it. those five so cards, as uh, as we've seen with Netrunner, or as I've seen with Netrunner, every card that you add beyond the minimum deck size does have a noticeable effect on the consistency of the deck. So, uh, you know, going, you know, the difference between 40 and 45 doesn't seem like a lot, but it is. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, so it could it could just make a deck that was, you know, really consistent, really uh, well, f- working, just not work at all. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when you're going 40 to 45, you're adding 12.5%. Yeah. You're it's increasing the deck size by 12.5%, which is an eighth, which is not... Yeah. Not insurmountable. Yeah, a larger deck has to choose less synergistic cards because you're less likely to get to them to synergize. Yeah, right. Well, not insurmountable. Yeah. Not not insignificant. Yes. Is what I meant. <laughs> you might be right though. To be fair. <laughs> All right. So we have uh, regular game groups meeting in Colorado, and we have uh, regular mi- game groups meeting all over the world, and we'd like to help you find yours. Help you find one. And so we have a group finder on our site. It's linked in the notes. Add your group. Add your meetup. Uh, groups are forming every day. I still see requests on Reddit. I'm looking for these people, looking for those people. And wouldn't you like to be able to find one or have people find you? Mm-hmm. By all means, you're welcome to use that group finder tool. I do update it fairly regularly. And mm-hmm. uh, I think for next episode, we'll be asking for some questions from the listeners about what their six-packs and six-cycles Oh, experience yeah. has after, been. Well, after six weeks, how are, you, how are your six packs turning out? Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We're always looking for questions. We're always happy to to read them, listen, you know, and so yeah, definitely keep sending us questions. And we've had a lot, a lot lately, especially the questions that we had for Sam. Those were some great questions. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions, you can contact us at artofwarcast at gmail.com, via Twitter at Art of Warcast, via Facebook, or leave a comment in the episode's comments section. Please review us on iTunes. It helps other Rokugani find us. Thanks for listening, and remember, honor is the deadliest weapon. But what we wanted to talk to you folks, but we wanted to But what we wanted to talk to you, oh man. But what we wanted to. Well, there's your, there's your outtakes for the end. That's one second. <laughs>